Hey guys, thank you so much for jumping in on this podcast today. This is some new bonus content. We've never done anything like this before, uh, but we're testing something out. And hey, we're in a series called There's More, so why not have more conversation? So over the course of this series, we're going to release a little bit more conversation uh, based on Sunday's topic and go There's More, go deeper into that. And the goal is to give you some drive time material to help you learn and help you grow uh, even deeper in the topic that we're talking about and with the Lord. And by we, I mean me and Pastor Travis. Wow, what's up? Thank you, Pastor. Man, I'm excited to be a part of this and continue the conversation. Dude, it's going to be so much fun. So again, this is conversational. Uh, we're not getting on here to preach another sermon. <clears throat> That's right. Um, we're getting on here to, to talk back and forth. Um, you're going to hear about how him and I sit down at tables and talk about this stuff originally. Um, sometimes Pastor Chris is in the room, sometimes yep. other people are, and sometimes it's just me and him nerding out for a minute. Yep. So I'm excited, man. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Just like he is right now watching our levels as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> he is good at what he does, man. He just he does his thing and, and tells us when we're wrong and yeah. need to fix something. <laughs> so, so maybe for somebody who's listening to this who maybe hasn't watched or heard Sunday yet, What's, what's the 10,000-foot flyover from week one yeah. of There Is More? Yeah, 10,000-foot flyover is you need to go listen to it right now <laughs> <laughs> and don't miss a Sunday again. It's no. probably the link below the one you just tapped. That's right. And if you weren't here, then you need to be here. That's um, right. No, the 10,000-foot flyover is this, that uh, we have a tendency as uh, physical beings trying to live in the spiritual world uh, with God, this mm. spiritual life of yeah. Christianity and um, following Jesus with all that we have. Man, there's a false floor. There's a false floor. There's always something more uh, that we need to know. And so, you know, it kind of started with the Meg. And I'm not going to go through that whole sure. example again, but the movie The Meg. And Academy Award winner. <laughs> Far from that. <laughs> yeah. Dwight from The Office. No. It's probably on your next airplane trip. It probably Delta, is. Yeah. I'll probably watch it again when we fly out <laughs> a few weeks. Um, but anyway, it, um, and they're pushing down and they push into a, yeah. a, a part of the ocean that nobody had been to before because they thought it was a floor and it ended sure. up being a false floor. And, uh, man, it's just this, it's just what, what good is Christianity if we never realize exactly what we're a part of Sure. and all we do is land on a false floor and we're like, okay, my grandma said this, my dad said that, um, all that, and that's good enough for me. But truthfully, it's not. And so this Sunday we talked about Jesus and how he's way more than a saving, a savior, uh, that just keeps us out of hell. But Jesus, Jesus is the King, man. Yeah, he's a boss. John, yeah, uh, John says that if uh, if we wrote down everything that he did and everything about him, the whole world could not hold all those books. So there's no way that you would know absolutely everything about him in 52 weeks worth of sermons for sure, hanging out for a year. So there is so much more uh, to Jesus and and the whole story that leads to and from him for sure. And and the crazy thing is, we we started diving. We'll talk more about specifics in a minute. We started diving into that, right? Uh, kind of took John ten ten. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy comes to, to do what? Steal, kill, kill and destroy, destroy. right? Mm-hmm. And then it, Jesus goes, yeah, but I come to give life and life more abundantly. And um, the fun thing of that is we just took that scripture and really started connecting other scriptures yeah. and diving into that. And that's still sc- scratching the surface. Yeah, well, think, I mean, think about that verse alone. This is one thing I've always thought about John ten ten is Jesus could have easily just said 
the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I come to give life. I mean, he could have ended it. Oh, yeah, He yeah. really could have ended yeah. it right there. Stopped it, yep. Which would have been enough, yep. right? We, we go, okay, I can accept the fact that, you know, there's an adversary from the beginning of time who has existed. Now Jesus is the culmination of God among his people. He's going to right all these wrongs. He's going to fix it, but he didn't stop there. He didn't say, he could have no. said, hey, I just come to give you life in the next lifetime, right? Yep, yep. But he didn't. So he said, I could... I didn't just come to give life, but it looks like something. Yeah. It's more abundantly, or maybe someone else's version says it's full. Yeah. And so, man, that leads me to believe that's awesome that I can put my faith and trust in him for the lifetime to come that I have no idea what that experience is like, <laughs> but he can do something in this lifetime too. And you share some great points of just ways that we can think about that claim and how it says so much more, um, than just he's here to do something temporary or in a, a relationship with him we haven't even experienced past this world. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things, I, I think you're on to something there where it's like uh, he could have cut it at the sentence and yeah. it would have been a complete sentence and sure. it would have been a truthful sentence. Mm -hmm. But he said, I didn't just come to give you life. I came to give you life abundantly, which means more than enough. There's it's, more. It's overflowing, right? There's yeah. more. And I, th I think it, when you take that, and, and if we're going to camp on that for a minute, like yeah. when, when you take that and you really kind of like understand and grasp the fact that well, isn't the whole world just looking for more? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're all, right? We're all, we're all. All right. So Clemson, boo. Uh, <laughs> but Clemson wins a few national championships, but they're not like they okay, won their we last won. one recently. Yeah, they forever. Lost, yeah, <laughs> yeah, last yeah. One. Um, that's right. They'll never win another that's one. Right. Praise God in the name of in the name of Jesus. <laughs> anyway, and um. They're not sitting back going, yeah. "Hey, we're good." Sure, like we're good. We, we we're fine winning that. No, we want more. Yeah. In fact, if Dabo Sweeney starts struggling, they're going to mm -hmm. fire his behind. Yeah. You know, and you can interchange any uh, yeah. college program there. Um, but it's the same thing. You get a promotion, and that's great for six months. Yeah. And then you want more. Like Jesus goes, "Listen, listen. My whole desire." is to fulfill that drive and that push in you, that drive and that desire of more, yeah. of abundance, of more than enough. Like, I'm fine with you having that. I don't think Jesus rebukes us for having that. Mm -mm. In fact, I think he says, I'll give you more and abundantly. But watch this. We are all searching for the abundance in things that it's never found in. Yeah, true. There are things that run out. There yeah. Are, they're the vices we give into, they're the tempers that we have, and then the temper's gone. Yeah. They're the relationships that we know at the end of the day that, you know, these things aren't, this thing is not going to last, you know? Right. And I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. We, we, we put more in something that is less. Yeah, and it's, it, there's an old preacher phrase. I know you, you, your <laughs> uncle's a, a Baptist pastor. Yeah. And you've heard this one, I'm sure, but um, we better take care of what we have now because you never see a U-Haul following a, a hearse. <laughs> I've never heard that. Have you never heard that? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. But it makes sense, though. Yeah. You're not taking none of this stuff with you, kinda, right? Yeah, I I'm get I'm kind of surprised you never heard that. I'm a little disappointed in your yeah, upbringing. I know, I know. I need to talk to your parents. For anyway, um, it, it's, all, it's all about what you have now. Sure. You don't take with you to the afterlife. No. You don't take it to heaven with you. You don't, you don't take it where it goes. And, and so um, all the abundance that we can fill up now, like all, I don't think any of that stuff is inherently bad. I don't think sure. boats, trucks, money, sure. houses – any of that's bad, right? I, I think God would be okay with you having that as long as it doesn't have you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so true. the whole thing is, and, and Jesus says this, he says, uh, I came to give it abundantly. So here's where I'm going with that. Like, 
the reason generosity is such a big deal in general, in, in, in any facet or explanation, generosity uh, shows what does not have you, but you have it. Yeah. And Jesus goes, if you chase the abundance of you fill in the blank uh, on your own, it's going to have you. Yeah. But if I have you, then you have abundance because I am abundance. You know, the, the great Tyler Durden from Fight Club once said, the things you own end up owning you. And, mm. and, and you're absolutely right. You know, we, um, we, we spend money on things that motivate us. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, if, if, if external motivation. Yes. It's all about our motivations is how we spend our money. If we're, you know, if we love seeing our, <laughs> if you're like me and you love seeing your family have a good time, you're motivated to give, you know, Disney their annual cut of your salary <laughs> and you get to go to Disney, right? That motivates me. Um, I'm motivated to see change happen in my church. So not only do I work here, I give here. Just like yep. everybody else who yep. sits in a seat that we ask to give a tithe, we do that here as staff members. It is, it's a, it's a, an external look at what motivates you. And you know, the cool thing about that verse too, just to circle back to it, but isn't, isn't Jesus really He's trying to get our attention on like the things almost that like money can't buy. Yeah. Like in a full yeah. life, just man, peace when somebody passes away and hmm. you know, before you met Jesus, you'd have been a wreck. Yeah. Hearing that news, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's you lose your job. Normally you'd be a wreck hearing that news, but yeah. maybe like, hey, you know what? Perhaps something on the horizon. Hmm. Um, you know, or even, man, you know, life's a living hell in this lifetime. You get the assurance it won't be that way when you get to spend forever mm-hmm. with him. And mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about the metaphysical that day, like who yeah. who Jesus is and what he embodies, his claims, and the life that we can have by trusting him, realizing him as flesh, yeah, right, and then and we have a, a bright future. Yeah, and, and and as you start digging John ten ten, you know, all right, Jesus says I can give you life and life abundantly, and and the Pharisees are like, man, who the heck do you think you are? Yep, you know, like <laughs> we're waiting our entire life. Yeah on this what are you talking about and as you dig in that and he says i i'm the life i give you that how does jesus have that authority and i think that's i, I a lot of people would say well you can't ask that question you just have faith no I'm, if you don't ask that question you live yeah. on a false floor and you never sure. and, and, and see what i think is i think we have failed to dig on this stuff because we're afraid god's going to get mad that we're looking into mm, it that's good and i think god wants us to look into it he, he gave <laughs> he gave us an entire Old Testament to see, you know, (laughs) I mean, you know, hundred thousands of years of time to see that Jesus is in fact the person that everybody had looked for leading up to him. You know what I mean? So yeah, like you said, our Old Testament, he says the kingdom's in your midst. He's like, y'all quit looking around for all this crazy stuff. Quit looking for the apocalypse and the end of the world and this happening and that like, I'm here. Well, hello, kingdom. And that's what makes a really cool point, too, about this entire series is there's more, is we're only spending a couple weeks doing this and a couple times on this podcast, but you could take a verse, any claim about Jesus, right? And there is just hundreds of threads in our Old Testament that weave together to make that one statement complete. And most things we read in our New Testament is nothing but highlighting something from the old yeah, and fulfillment, you know? And so every verse that you shared on Sunday, there truly is a there's more moment Mm -hmm. to where, I mean, if you you got that study Bible and you start seeing all those weird numbers beside everything, Mm -hmm. 
you can start tracing that stuff down and go, oh man, that that was something somebody was looking for well before Jesus, well, well, well before Jesus, and the rabbit hole continues. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's ever over, and when we do think it's over, we're settling. Yeah, you know, totally. and and what I would encourage people listening to this today, uh, don't don't man, if if you're if your study and uh, digging and in your spiritual growth uh, happens on Sunday uh, yeah. during a sermon or during this uh, this this podcast or whatever, if man, that's where it stops. I, I just encourage you, you, you need to create a rhythm to where that doesn't, that's not where it stops. Yeah. Um, you keep digging, you keep going, you keep worshiping, you keep Monday to Saturday, Monday to Friday, Sunday to Sunday, uh, whatever it is, you need to dig, man. You need to, you need to get in these because yeah. the reality is, is like, um, you know, the scripture that says, you know, this, it says, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right. Yep. That's a great verse. It sounds great. That's in Deuteronomy. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. Shema. Yeah, it's a Shema. It's literally referencing (laughs) an Old Testament prayer that is already in the Bible before you ever see Jesus say it. But if you don't understand what the Shema is, then you don't understand that that was in Deuteronomy. And if you don't understand why it was in Deuteronomy, then why in the world was Jesus in the New Testament repeating it when he said, he said he he came to do get rid of the Old Testament. He didn't come to get rid of the Old Testament. He came to become. Yeah. All those things. And you said something recently, too. I don't even believe it was in this series. I think it was leading up to it, just in reference to something where, and it may even be like a, a private thing we did with some some leaders and team members here. But I remember you being very emphatic about the point that the Bible is not wrote to us, but it's wrote for us. And that, that statement, emphatically true, right? Oh, We're, I'm not a Corinthian, but I can read First and Second Corinthians, <laughs> right? And it can, it can change my life. And it can, you draw yeah. something from it. But what I think people fail to realize sometimes, of course anybody can grab the Bible and read it and begin to see the story unfold. But what I think people miss, because a lot of people write the Bible off as just, oh, it's old, ancient text and stuff like that. And they're not wrong. The Bible is wrote at a PhD level. If it wasn't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have to go to college and people yeah. wouldn't be getting PhDs in single parts 100%. of the Bible. <laughs> so. So they spend I, their life yeah. studying Ephesians. They do. They do. Dr. Galt, one, one of my professors at CIU, I'll never forget, he brought in a book one day that was the size of an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know where that's at. but yeah. <laughs> It was the size of an encyclopedia, and it was just on a single book of the Old Testament mm. that he was considered an expert in. Think about that. This guy gives his whole life. Yeah. Just like we do in yeah. ministry. Yeah. And he saw a lifetime in just one written work of the Bible. Yeah. And I think people, they don't think about that when you're teaching on Sunday yeah. and you're delivering scripture and you don't have that, that much time to connect the dots, right? In right. 30 minutes, but man, there's so much more to these verses. Yeah, and, and dude, you gotta, here's the reality. People always, this, well, I say people always. A lot of people sit down and open the Bible and go, what is God gonna say to me today? Yeah. He ain't saying nothing to you through that Bible. Because that Bible was not written to you. Right. It wasn't written to you. It was written to the Corinthians. It was written to, to the whoever, the, yeah. Uh, uh, the people in Ephesus, uh, uh, Ephesus. Sorry. Yeah. It, it was John recounting his life with Jesus. Yeah. It was Deuteronomy, you know, is written to the Israelites so that they know their heritage. Numbers is written as a, you know why numbers are so boring but so powerful? Numbers was a census of Israel. And you have to understand why in the world sure. did they need a census of Israel? Sure. That's maybe another podcast, but like yeah. all that stuff. And if you sit down and you go, okay, 
today I got to read numbers. God, what did you write to me in this? The answer is nothing. Yeah. That's why we close it and never learn anything. Yeah. But what did you write for me in this? Now that's a different question because the reality is, is you're sitting down going, okay, this might not have been written to Brandon. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit illuminates principles, practices in those scriptures written to someone else that I take and live because they're universal principles for for followers, for yeah. me, for believers, for disciples. And yeah, you're right. We have to remember that when we're digging. And man, one of the things that, that was great to me, Travis, uh, as we were in this thing, and I think I'm going to be real uh, over the next probably five or six minutes that we're finishing this thing up. Um, the thing that I think if we would grab a hold of, it would change everything. Like, I mean, I, everything. I mean, I think it changed the way we pray, the way we worship, the, ra- the way we read the Bible, uh, the way we, we have faith in God, what we try for God. Yeah, I think it would even change the way we treat people and the way we invite people to something. And it's this. Jesus is the king. Yes. Like, he's not just a good dude, right? Yeah. He's not just a good prophet. He wasn't just like this good God to hear from. He was the king of the kingdom. And he looks at us and he says, I love you. My father loves you, so I love you so much that I'm willing to give my life that you could have life with me in eternity in the kingdom. Dude, there's no way you can actually internalize that yeah. And just be like, I ain't got nobody to worship. God ain't nothing special. Yeah. You freaking kidding me right now? I know. Like, I ought to be running to read the Bible. Yeah. I ought to be running to church to go tell me more about this king that doesn't live tyrantly in dictatorship, but he's got a kingdom yeah. that I benefit from more than he does. Right. And that me- that message resonates probably other places in the world way more than it does here. And that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, dude, you got people that are dying in kingdoms going, I wish my king just cared about me. And you got a king that's going, I care about you so much, I died so you don't have to. Yep. And it's like, no, I'm good. I don't don't need to go to church. No, I'm good. I don't need to read the Bible. No, I I don't like that song, so I'm not going to worship. Dude, I've literally had people, I've literally had people leave churches that I've been at because they don't like the color of something or the sound of something. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, it's King Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, you don't like that song? And I, I, I jokingly say it every now sure. and then. You don't like that song? Good. It wasn't about you anyway. I know. You, I ain't, there ain't a lion inside of these lungs ready to roar for you. <laughs> All right. You keep pushing on me, it might roar, but it ain't sure. for you. Yeah. And, I, I, man, I just can't get over this. Like, there's three, the three points. Jesus is the kingdom. Jesus is access. And Jesus is hope. That's great. Dude, Jesus is the king. Like, how can we, how can you and I hear that? Yeah. And not, like, it not change everything. Yeah, you you should, even in a time of struggle, you should have a sense of confidence that exists outside of yourself. You should have, you should be confident that, hey, that same power that raised our king from the dead is in us, is now in us for the next lifetime. To be raised to life with him. Thanks for stealing stuff to, for this Sunday. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well, 
Well, it's a precursor, yeah. yeah. But but you know, not just for the raised to, with him in the next lifetime, but raised to do something for him in this one. And yeah, absolutely, it, I think about it like this, right? So we live in a world with a government in the U.S. Yep. and they're like, mm-hmm. hey. You have to give me, I don't even know what the tax is. Is it like 30% now? 30% depending, of what you bring in? Your, your property, your 20, paycheck. All right, your we're just going to throw buy. a number out. We'll yeah. say 20% because I don't have a clue. I just sure. pay it. Sure. Just like you just pay it. We That's all right. just pay it. You know That's why right. we pay it? You know why we pay it? Because we respect the government. Yep. But yet God goes, hey, I just want 10%. And we're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Like, who do you think you are? Oh, oh, you know the government that you are afraid of? They ain't got nothing compared to me. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you should be given with a grateful heart because what you give to me is actually utilized to benefit. And this yeah. ain't a political statement thing, sure. but I'm just saying, like, if he's really our king, why in the heck am I complaining about giving a dollar of every 10? Sure. Yeah, I know. I agree. I totally agree. Or a dollar of every 100. Sorry. Yeah. You know, no, dollar of every 10. You had yeah, it right. Dollar every yep. 10. I did have it. Yep. I'm good at math. So, <laughs> so like, about the tax thing. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think, I think the whole thing is, is like, we have to really embrace this concept that, that Jesus, Jesus ain't get out of hell free. No. You know, just keep me from burning give me good friends and give me promotions when I ask for them, but it's Jesus going, I didn't come to it, just give you that, but plus some. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you something. This is actually pretty personal. Like something I experienced since, we'll say summer of last year, is um, I never had an issue accepting the fact that Jesus is king of my life, like almost to a degree to where, I can worship him and think about him so reverently that I do lose sight sometimes of the personability uh, mm. and how he's, he's you know, I'm a co-heir with him. He's like a, so yeah. he, he knows me like a brother, yeah. but he leads me like a father, you know. And over the past six months, man, that's really changed a lot in my life. And who can say that they have somebody who is willing to pave the path for their life, be a king and say, hey, if you can live within the confines of this kingdom, anything within this is yours. But then also can know you better than anyone else knows you. Mm. They can accept faults that you maybe never shared with anybody. Mm. They see potential in you. You've not yet realized you may, you may die mm. never knowing mm. that God-given thing put in you that the world will never see, but he does. And he's so willing to be both king and friend to everybody and I think that's special that's found yeah. in no other deity in any other uh, worldview yeah. it's, it makes our faith unique among anything that somebody could be both king and priest and look at us like family and bring us into their family that's insane that doesn't exist anywhere else it's a claim that mm-hmm. we have that you, that you get to, to stand on stage on Sunday and share with people and there is so much more to that because mm-hmm. You don't always get the goosebumps, you know, leaving church on Sunday. But, man, I hope somebody gets in their car or they're, or they're hearing this right now. Yep. And they're going, man, there is more to Sunday. I'd have to dig in because I'm, I'm really, I want more of that. Yep. I want more of that. Yeah. Yeah, my hope is that people listening to this today, uh, there's, there's two calls to action, right? The first one is yeah. what you just said. Like, dude, I got, I got to know more. Like, 
something was sparked in me. Something, something jumped in me this week. Like I, I, I settled for this false floor, and it's time to, yeah, it's time to to to, to move deeper into that thing and grow your faith. And uh, maybe your worship and your prayer and your study life hasn't grown because you haven't grown in who He is. Yeah, you know, and and we do need to do that. And the other one is, is there's a, maybe you're listening to this, you stumbled across it, somebody sent it to you, whatever. And it's causing questions, but one thing that you're not questioning anymore is like, I need to give my life to Jesus. Yeah. You know, like this, this guy isn't just a fairy dust, a guy that comes and sprinkles fairy dust. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm saved of everything. I can go do what I want and it's not held against me. No, no, no. This is a king. Like this guy's a boss. He angle, he wrangles the chaos in my life. Yep. You know, he has a kingdom that Hebrew says will never be shaken. Nothing I go through throws him off. Like all this stuff. And maybe you're going, I, I need that. And I just want to encourage you. Like, I, I would encourage you, pause this pause this podcast, put it down when it's over, whatever. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. But if you're sure. if you're somewhere where you close your eyes, whatever. And I would just encourage you to pray this prayer and just go, hey, God, I, I, heard, about, I heard about King Jesus today. And I need that king in my life that forgives me, uh, that gave his life for my life. Yeah. Um, so that I could be a part of your kingdom with you. And uh, God, I love you. I love you and I give you all that I have and I commit to following you every day in my life as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And whatever that looks like, I'll draw closer. I'll read more. I'll pray more. I'll, I'll surrender more. But I'm just going to follow King Jesus. And that's all it takes. Just ask forgiveness and, and, and declare your intentions yeah. and live them out. You that's know? right. And so that's my prayer today. And Travis, I, I, I appreciate you jumping on for a few minutes with yeah, us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Man, I love having conversations like right. this. and. Hey, y'all, leave us some comments if you'd like. Uh, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share it. Send Absolutely it to some other people, it. man, share it. Hey, if this thing takes off, maybe we'll do this kind of stuff a little more often, but yeah. we don't know if you don't tell us anything, so make sure you let us know stuff. And, uh, man, this was uh, just a recap of week one, week one of There's More. And uh, here's all I want you to do this week. I want you to go out. I want you to live the kingdom and change the world, baby. I love you. Let's go change the world. I'll see you on Sunday.